From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770-CHQR. Graham, uh, we're talking Olympics. As you know, it was the most successful Olympics ever for our Canadian athletes. 29 medals in total, and we left a few on the table because, you know, obviously we didn't have the success we were looking for in curling. Uh, you could say there were probably a couple of others that, uh, you know, were potential uh, that should have been there. But 29, nobody is complaining. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, two of my favorite happened in Luge because I, I have been involved with the Luge team a number of years, doing a few broadcasts for them for the World Cups, not only here in Vancouver, I uh, sorry, here in Calgary, but in Vancouver as well. And when Alex Goth won the bronze medal, I was just, I was on fire. I was going, good for her. First ever individual Luge medal for a Canadian athlete at the Olympics. And then, of course, the team competition rolled around, and it was a silver medal for Alex for Tristan Walker, Justin Smith, and my next guest, the one and only Sam Edney, a four-time Olympian, joining me tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Sam, welcome home, my friend. Hey, thanks very much, Jock. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. So, wh- what does it mean to you to be a silver medalist now? <clears throat> oh, well, it's quite a feeling. I mean, it's uh, it's something that it was still, you know, so, so surreal for, for the first couple of days and even just the remainder of the Olympics. And, I'll tell you, yesterday arriving um, arriving at the airport and coming down that escalator as we came into a crowd of, uh, of people um, and seeing a ton of familiar faces and, and my family and friends who have been behind me the, the, entire, the entire way, um, that's when it really it, uh, it sunk in and it hit home. And so that was the, that was the moment when it just it really put all the years of hard work and training and blood, sweat and tears and all of it to um, it just felt like it, it you know it, it makes it worth it in the end and it's uh, it's quite a feeling I feel I feel really lucky and really honored. Well, you you should you should feel honored and and hey we're we're honored to have you as a Canadian and uh, you know a Canadian Olympian and also in a Canadian a silver medalist. Now you were sixth in the in the men's luge competition, so close to the podium. Um, it's your best ever finish at the Olympics, and you've been to four mm-hmm. of them. Uh, how would how would you describe your racing in the uh, in, in the men's competition? Yeah, it was it was um, <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm I'm walking away pretty with my head pretty high after that one. Uh, although I know I left a little bit on the table, I. In the men's luge event, we have four runs, and so the, the first heat, two heats are on day one. And I put myself in a great position. Um, I was, I think, sitting sixth or fifth right after the first day. And uh, the third run was a bit of a disappointment for me. I, I didn't have a huge issue, but I just kind of fell off the pace. And so the guys that were on the podium took a they 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 widened that gap. And then on my Fourth and final run, I threw down something that I was uh, pretty pretty proud of. It was a, a pretty spectacular run, and uh, it just wasn't just wasn't enough to close the gap. And especially in the men's event, there was it was extremely close. I was sixth place, and I was less than a tenth of a second off the podium. So I mean, that's a fraction of a an eye blink. And it, I mean, I'll probably scratch my head at what happened on that third run and why I just kind of didn't have the speed on that run. But I still walk away, and I'm. You know that's that's racing, and I can I can feel really proud of uh, that I left it out all in all on track, and um, you know it's, it was it was uh, close, and I and I was lucky enough I got to see a good friend of mine from the U.S. win um, the U.S. the U.S. 
uh, U.S.'s first men's single medal, and that was a great, uh, great feeling. But I mean, at the same time, I would have rather that it was me up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Sam, I will say this because I was watching it, and I was stunned with with what happened in that men's final run. Felix Locke, he had it, he had it locked up. And, yep. and and it just goes to show you the pressure of the Olympic Games because this is a veteran, one of the best sliders in the world, and he made a huge mistake and he took himself right out of the podium. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he went from dropped from first to fifth, and you know I uh, I know Felix quite well just from racing with him for the past ten years, and he's he's a great guy, great champion, and um, I it was it's that's the Olympics, and I mean that was also the. The uh, the fun thing about that track was that no one had a, a huge home track advantage. No one had a home track advantage, and so all, all the nations were kind of equal equal playing field. And that was um, that was pretty cool for us to to be racing against guys that weren't uh, you know they didn't have that 300 plus runs volume on the track, and so it made it makes little mistakes and the jostling between the, the positions it makes that happen. So it was really. Cool. I mean, it made for exciting racing. I, I mean, I don't wish anything like that on any of the guys I'm racing against, but it, um, it definitely made for an exciting race. One of the most exciting Olympic races I've ever mm-hmm. been to, and uh, I've heard that from a number of people. So, um, and that's what I think I was most disappointed about in my race. That even if I had just put myself in that, you know, fifth or fourth place, there were a couple guys that screwed up, and so that's what would have bumped me up mm-hmm. onto the podium and. That third run just kind of took me out of that that position, but you know that's that's the way it goes, and I can still walk away really proud of it. And um, it was quite a career. Yep. Olympic silver medalist Sam Edney, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Now, Sam, I know the story, but I, I think it's important for you to share it with our listeners because you're a Calgarian, uh, four years old in 1988 when the Olympics were here. You, you went to a few of the competitions, but probably didn't really at four, didn't, didn't know exactly what was going on. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, uh, it, it sort of started the Olympic dream for you, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's uh, I'm a product of the I'm a legacy baby of the '88 Olympics, and that's uh, that's something that's pretty cool that I can say. I mean, I, I know that I've some stories. I was on my dad's shoulders at uh, to watch Eddie the Eagle, and I was at uh, up in Nakiska watching some of the Super G events and during the crazy Chinook wins. And uh, I, uh, I, I mean, I don't really remember anything of it, but. Uh, that was, I think, for sure, it instills a bit of uh, that passion in you at the, at the young age. I mean, I've always had a love for sports, and I was always a pretty athletic kid and wanted to be doing as much as possible. But it was really then the opportunity that came out of uh, grade nine. My phys ed teacher told me about a camp where I could go try. Um, I could try out luge for the weekend, and from that camp I was selected to be part of a more international training camp that was being held where I I started the sport basically with other nations that had never seen an ice track so I think there was athletes from New Zealand, Great Britain, Venezuela, Brazil, it's kind of a mix of athletes that they were, the, the International Luge Federation was trying to uh, grow the sport and they held this camp and I was one of the Canadian representatives because it was being held in Calgary and, and that just jump-started the career from about I, I stayed three weeks up at up at COP when they used to have a dormitory for athletes. And uh, in three weeks' time, I gained about a year's worth of experience right off the bat. And, you know, that just then, I was I was kind of hooked after that point. And then I say that the real, uh, the Olympic fire was kind of relit within me when I went to watch the 2002 Olympics with my dad. I drove down and watched some luge events and speed skating. And uh, from that point on, it was kind of like, this is now that I know a sport that I can <laughs> compete in. It was that point on, that was the goal. And then 
I mean, the coffin in the nail was then uh, that summer in 2002 is when Vancouver was named uh, right. as, the, as the city to host the 2010 games. And then that became the immediate goal. And I was lucky enough to qualify four years later for 2006 and then been chasing that, that podium ever since. Uh, you know what? Uh, Torino, Vancouver, Sochi. And and then, Sam, you decided to take uh, take a year away. You wanted to recharge. You wanted to go to school. And and then you and, and Tessa and Scott and Jesse Lumsden, I believe you all, you all got <laughs> together and said, hey, uh, we got to get back and follow this dream in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, um, I mean, right after Sochi, I was kind of in, it was still, it's stunning finishing fourth in the team relay, and I didn't have a great men's race. I finished 11th, and uh, and so I kind of walked away, and I was thinking that might be it, but there was still that pain, and I feel, felt like we could have achieved it, and um, yeah, we had this conversation. Uh, it was actually, I, I would put it on Jesse's shoulders. He, he was the one that was like, you know, I'm taking two years off, saving the body, and he had the plan already kind of outlined. I'm going to be back. I'm, I'm ready for, for uh, Pyeongchang. And I think that got the conversation started around that table, just saying, well, maybe maybe that's something we can do. And Scotty started talking about it too. He said that he and Tessa had never even had the conversation about leaving for a year or two and then maybe coming back. But that got him thinking. And for me, it was the same. I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, then um, I've got to have a bit of a plan for post, post-Pyeongchang. And so that was where the idea came in about finishing my degree up. I was able to go finish my commerce degree at Royal Roads University and then um, also, just give the body it's a, a much needed year of rest. I mean, I was pretty banged up, and mm-hmm. just the uh, um, you know the, the wear and tear of at that time fourteen or fifteen years of sport. It was uh, your body starts to feel it, and uh, so that was kind of the, that was the starting point of it, and and it kind of then the, the, the all the pieces started to fall into place, and I was able to uh, to then be able to get back into the onto the sled and start chasing that dream again. So yeah. I, was, I was really lucky. It's a fantastic story. Hey, before I let you go, you know you're going to share this medal with so many Calgarians, and it's going to start tomorrow. Uh, you're a big you're you're a big supporter of classroom champions, and it's mm-hmm. pink short uh, pink shirt day tomorrow. Excuse me, uh, prevention of bullying in students, and you and Alex, and uh, I, I think you guys are going to be at a school tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to be um, at, uh, uh, I'm, I'm totally, totally blanking on the name of the school, but it, we're, we're doing some stuff at, uh, um, holy, is it holy, to, it's holy, yeah, holy, holy, uh, holy name, holy yes, name, holy name school, school, right. And so we're, um, we're going to be there tomorrow afternoon and we'll be doing a bit of a, a panel discussion and, um, trying to get the kids all fired up. And I think that's going to be a, a, a pretty special moment. I mean, for me, seeing my family and friends and having the medal and having them share the medal and, uh, and wear the medal around for a bit is, is pretty, pretty great. But I think the moment when, when you see the eyes of a child light up and uh, a little bit of that inspiration, you know, jumps into them, then that's, that's where it really is meaningful for me. And if I'm able to get uh, one or two or a hundred kids pumped up about uh, chasing their dreams and, and following sport or, or whatever it is they want to achieve in life. And that's where the, the value of that medal comes uh, far and far and beyond anything that I can really put to. And so that will be a really fun day. We're looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, Calgary is my hometown and I've been blessed by a lot of, uh, a lot of what this, how the city supported me and, and uh, just hoping to give back as much as I can now. And, also give back to the sport, which gave me so much. So really looking forward to do it. Too. It is such a great story, Sam, and I'm so happy for you. I'm glad you get to end your career with that medal. So uh, enjoy it, my friend, and thanks so much for joining me tonight. Thanks very much, Jock. And, yeah, thanks, thanks to all, for all your support you've given us over the years. And 
and absolutely thanks to all of Calgary. They've been such a, such a great fan base for us and looking forward to what the future brings. Good stuff. Sam Edney, special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock, Olympic silver medalist. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with more Olympic talk and, you know, not so much Olympic talk, more NHL talk because our NHL insider, Craig Button, he is back from Korea. He joins us when we continue on 770 CHQR.